Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. They're just like, I could deal with anything, I guess. Yeah, if you're drunk enough, I suppose, (laughs) and you're in Mexico, why not? Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So we've got crabs. Well, we've got the human male equivalent of genital herpes. It must be paradise, and everyone is scouring the coastal region of Mexico to catch themselves some love. Hopefully, love. I'm I'm a little skeptical. Uh, Garbage dudes, dudes we'd like to grab a margarita with, and obviously some kick-ass women who deserve way better than the show will ever give them. We're digging into all of last night's insanity with our guest, Tracy McMillan. Thanks so much for joining us, Tracy. Good morning. It's good to be here. Thanks for being here. Um, Have you watched The Bachelor in Paradise in the past? Is this your first time? This, I mean, the thing about The Bachelor in Paradise is it's so bananas, you know, it's like the spring break, the spring break of the Bachelor franchise that I tend to sort of just go, this is too insane because I'm there to watch dating dynamics and they're basically in drinking dynamics. <laughs> At least last night. I, I think maybe, you know, once things settle in a little bit, we'll get to see a little bit more dating yeah. and a little less like violent sociopath right well and it's true that all the bachelor franchises the beginning is the fun and games and it gets it's sort of absurdist in the beginning you know people showing up in unicorn outfits and you know complete insanity but then as we go along we start to see the relationships form and that's what's really interesting to me yeah i don't think that it can get any lower than it did last night in terms of true relationships forming That was, I think, in terms of all The Bachelor in Paradise I've watched, that was the most bananas it's ever gotten. Let's let's just say last night was not really about love. But I think we just need to dive in, start talking about the intros. This is a show that is incredibly campy and kind of embraces how constructed it is um, and kind of makes fun of itself, which I really enjoy. And I think is like a little bit of a nod and a wink to a TV landscape where we have something like Unreal. Viewers enjoy general, just a little, mm-hmm. you know, going in with their eyes open a little bit more. So let's see, we have 
in the cast. Yeah, they started out pretty strong. The first few people who came in with their intro packages, I was like, oh my gosh, I love Amanda. I love Nick. I love Jubilee. So great. And then, oh gosh, here's Chad. <laughs> didn't take long. Uh, and Grant. Let's see some of the highlights that we got. Nick works out a lot. Nick now. works out. Uh, he's a professional runner-up. Totally. And he's in, like, my neighborhood. I'm like, oh, my God, Nick is down the street right now. Oh, my God, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Maybe he goes to your gym. (laughs) I mean, actually, the thing about this particular part of L.A., it's not known for gym people. It's known for (laughs) coffee people, you know? So it was kind of interesting to see him there. I I feel like Nick would fancy himself a combination between the two. I think those are the only two things he does. He goes to the gym, and then he takes an Instagram of himself, shirt open, with a coffee. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We get it, Nick. You have abs. I had a friend say to me last week, she's like, I don't know. I think there might be something wrong with me because if Nick was in front of me, I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't see what's wrong with that. I, no, Nick is lovely. I, we we have um, spent a little bit of time with Nick and he he's a sweet soul. Yeah. He's like pretty That's attractive. Nice. Yeah. Like, and he is attractive. I can't lie. Like. He seems a little, like, more dorky on screen, too, than he strikes you in person. You're like, whoa, mm. this is a very tall, semi Well, you just realize person. that the bro level on these shows is so high that he comes off as, like, the right. alternative guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the same when like, Evan well, comes in. Um, when Evan same. comes in, the, the girls are like, oh, my gosh, he's so much better looking than I expected because he seems so shrimpy and, like, sad next to... Chad maybe on TV, but I'm sure in person right. he's great looking. Because he's not on protein powder. You know, yeah. I have a 19-year-old son who's, you know, he's a cool, chill person who's kind of on the nerdy side. And he'll walk through the room and he'll be like, bro, dude, bro. Like he just <laughs> thinks <laughs> he thinks they are so absurd. And he's like, mom, this is crazy. And I'm like, I know, honey. You're like, it is. Don't take... <laughs> Don't take tips from this. Don't date like that guy, okay? <laughs> Maybe he'll grow up to be like Wells. He's more a Wells. He's more of a Wells. That's good. Yeah. That that yeah. speaks well for him. It's a mother's dream. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I know. Wells is wonderful. He's like the outlier. Yeah. He is. We love Wells. I'm, I feel like Evan might get yeah. his moment in the sun. I'm kind of excited about that. But we also do have Grant who says, you know, he's very excited to meet the ladies. Yeah. Um, Daniel, though, is is not excited to meet these women yeah. because apparently they don't meet his very high standards for attractiveness. Yeah. Crazy. When Daniel yeah. arrives, I think it's Amanda, who is like 25, a former Disney star and basically perfect looking. <laughs> Jubilee, who, again, Stunning. could be a Disney princess. Like, these right. absolutely gorgeous women. He's like... I need some, like, really crisp, succulent fruit, eh? Like, these women are just too, like, they're like washed-up dogs on the beach. It's like, well, you know, women just are not fuckable past the age of 24, Claire. So, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, fortunately, the twins are. Yeah, I don't know what you can say about him. He's not attractive. No, that's the other thing. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. what high standards? I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm very I confused. None him. of these women want yeah. want to make out with you, Daniel. I love seeing him yeah. try to reject all of them. And they're just like, 
Ew. Okay. It's like we can't... because his body is perfect, but there's his vibe is completely off. Well, he and, would be yeah. the first it's... to admit to that. You know, he said my personality is shit, but I'm perfect looking. <laughs> weird. Also, it's only yeah, perfect weird. if you're into a very specific type of body, like kind of spindly, but with big bulges in certain places because yeah. of a lot Cer- of certainly not exercises. Um, my personal type, but you know, yeah, there's someone out there for everyone. The twins actually seem mutually interested. He wants he's into the twins because they look fresh and crisp and succulent. They haven't been bruised in transit. And mm. and they're like, we're interested in Daniel, which why? Who's ever said that before? Izzy also was intrigued. Izzy was intrigued. Izzy, who came in a little bit later um, yeah. and was one of those people that like the first reaction is who? Um <laughs> But yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's I like think, the female Evan. I'm like, what are you doing here? You well, seem like I a normal she, person. She only made it one night. One night on Ben's mm. season. So we yeah. really haven't gotten mm. any screen time with her. But she was intrigued by Daniel until, of course, they, they couldn't have minutes. any conversation. Mm-hmm. But also, like, he just can't have a conversation with anyone but Chad. It was very interesting watching yes. her try to have a conversation with him and everything she gave him. He just said something that was a complete <laughs> non sequitur and also a little threatening sounding. And she you could like the, the shift in her face from intrigued to, to just get me out of here why? was so fast. Yeah. I think the thing about the the nature of Bachelor in Paradise is that if you don't have a partner at the end of it's like musical chairs. If you don't have a partner at the end of every episode, save the first one, you're gone. So people are, you know, trying to make themselves interested in somebody that maybe they're not even that interested in in a in a regular world, you know? That's true. Yes. I mean, I'll, yeah, that's like literally the point. Like, couple up with anyone that's available in order to anyone. stay. Anyone, yeah, yes. If you want to stay, you're going to have to pick somebody. So I feel like sometimes someone's interest in Daniel is like, well, maybe this could be my ticket to episode three. You know, and then <laughs> that I'll find is somebody true. new because someone new will walk out of the ocean. And right, you're like, I have to hitch my show. wagon to Daniel until Wells shows up. So yeah. I guess yeah. you know we all make sacrifices. Yes. And you know what? That's a real life dating strategy as well. I mean, how many people in their 20s are like, okay, you'll do for now, you know, until the (laughs) real Prince Charming comes along. I've never personally been able to understand that because I'm so bad at faking it when I hate people. (laughs) Me too. And if I have Mm -hmm. to spend time with you and I don't love you, I will quickly start to hate you. Spending five minutes with Daniel, like that that would be my as much as I could handle, I think. Yeah. Of one-on-one well, time. Well, not everyone is super specific about what they like. Some people are have a wider range of things that they could deal with, you know yeah. what I mean? Or people they could be attracted to. You, you are know, correct. Only for a night. Like literally <laughs> anything, maybe, in the case of Daniel. Like, they're, they're I mean, just like, I could deal with anything, it, I guess. Yeah, if you're drunk enough, I suppose. <laughs> and the, and you're on a you're in Mexico, why not? Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not going to happen for me, but you know, <laughs> there are people who would be like, "Okay, sure." Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to last very long. No. You know. Well, he doesn't <laughs> seem like he's holding out. He's not going to settle for anything because an eagle doesn't settle for a pigeon, as as they say. Yeah. As they say. Uh, yes. Um, on <laughs> the he other also hand, says, I'm like a disease that won't go away, like herpes. Herpes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not so That's bad because they can be treat like. it now. It's yes. like a disease that, that won't go to away, really go funny. away, but it can be managed and right. livable. Oh, God. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. 
Uh, the point when Daniel said he had to be white girl wasted to sleep with Amanda and then Evan, like, gives him this dirty look. And Daniel's like, you can't be offended by that. You can't. It's like, well, he can. He can. He can. Also, Amanda tweeted something last night that was pretty great. Something along the lines of, a couple drinks, Daniel. There's not enough tequila in all of Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to think Amanda has higher standards, but it seems like she will get with Josh Murray later. So, ugh. That. With who? Josh. Oh, with Josh. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, let's get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last few people that come in, you know, we have Chad who in- immediately launches into how he's been misunderstood um, yeah. and then threatens to cut Evan's head off. Yeah. So that was lovely. And I'm sure we'll spend some time talking about him. And then Lace, yes. who... Lace. Oh, Lace. She's yeah. been working on herself, which... Apparently, mental health care in the Bachelor world includes just writing notes to yourself and putting them on your fridge that says, love yourself. And getting that thick ombre, though. I'm feeling that, you know, her her ombre She looks great. She has a lot of extensions. She's looking good. Yeah, Yeah, that is certainly not her natural hair. There's no way her hair grew that fast. I have hair, so I know hair does not grow that fast. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert. Um, yeah, I feel like Lace is really, this is her season. This is her show. Like, this is her moment. Yeah, I would hope that she will have a better showing next week than last night because it was a rough one. Well, there's a, there was a lot of really interesting stuff in that, and we can get to it if you want, or we can talk about it now. But I think there's, like, some real-life dating parallels in there. Like, she was game at first, and then it goes out of control, you know? Yeah. And I think that happens in real life, too. I I think that's a real situation. Like, um, and then it, it's not something she planned for. And thank goodness she had the whole group. But you, you could see in another context that would not turn out well. Yeah, know? it just happens so much faster. I think than we usually see that sort of cycle go down. Well, I've never seen anybody be so physically like the level of physical, um, whatever <laughs> adversarialness, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call word. that. Yeah, uh, was I? I was. It was kind of shocking and hard to watch, to be honest. Yeah, we have a comment. Uh, Tatanisha asks. They mentioned in the promo that there would be numerous proposals. Uh, right. First, name a couple you think will be engaged to each other, and also name a couple you think should get engaged to each other. I don't know if I think any of these <laughs> people should get engaged after eighteen right. days of yeah. filming. Um, but okay, initial reactions. Who do you think will? Well, I'll tell you this. The the gazing that Grant was doing at Lace, I mean, that was next level gazing. <laughs> so, I, so I have a feeling she's going to circle back around to him. And I something's right. going to happen there. Because she also has I a history not, of being engaged to women. Exactly. And I've actually met that girlfriend and they look very similar. Really? Yes. I've met Jen, the girlfriend, and she's got dark hair and dark eyes, long, dark hair. Very similar looking, not as maybe emotionally unstable. (laughs) But But Grant likes that, as he said. said That's what I'm saying. It's a type. He was into it, but also he was like, I feel sorry for anyone who's in a relationship with her. But I really want to get like, with this her. This is some very upsetting <laughs> foreshadowing because we know you're about to get into a relationship with her. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's a good a good pick for a potential yeah. engagement. I'm personally terrified, but kind of think we're going to see 
Amanda get engaged because they're playing her off as mm. the the darling of the season. And from the promos, my guess is going to be Josh and Amanda. Oh. And that's I'm. It's very upsetting, but that's my guess. I really oh, hope my that's God. a mystery. I know what a disappointment. Yeah. My sort of optimistic yeah. prediction is that it'll be Nick and Amanda because I want to find love on Paradise. Do it for us, Nick. They they wouldn't have given that all away in the promo. I Nick think it's is an not my thing. nomination for stepdad. Like Nick is too much of a play. I mean, he's trying I, to have okay. fun. He is Josh not trying is to move definitely to San Diego. not my nomination for stepdad. <laughs> well, but at least he's from like the country or in this one way. Do you know what I mean? Like he's more of a good old boy. You could see like the apple pie and baseball and the whole thing for him more than Nick. Yeah, but like uh, there are things that are. I think we have to talk about the fact that right. he's been publicly accused of being emotionally abusive by Andy Dorfman. Mm-hmm. Like and th- th- that, that's I mean, not, I'm just that's very not disturbed. I, well, sorry. I mean, I felt like Nick. I mean, sorry. Josh was obviously. I still want to see what was in the envelope. You know what I mean on the lie detector test. <laughs> because <laughs> remember how she ripped up the envelope that had the results of the lie detector test. Yeah. In her season. And I'm like, that guy is not telling the truth. So to me, it was obvious that Josh was not a guy who could be trusted, you know? And I'm not saying he's emotionally abusive. I don't know. Obviously I'm not there, but what I can say is there was something not entirely trustworthy about him in that season. And, um, so I wouldn't be I'm not surprised that they broke up at all. You know, it didn't have like that Ben Whitney feel. No, I think yeah. I think for me, it's I'm a little bit disturbed that ABC as, an, mm. you know, as a network would be OK with sort of funding the image rehab tour of someone who has been publicly accused mm-hmm. in detail by one of their former leads of being manipulative, emotionally abusive and controlling and then mm. put him on an island with a bunch of 25-year-old women and facilitate mm, him yeah. potentially getting engaged to a single mother. I, yeah. I just feel mm. like if that happened in the outside world, you know, we, of course, we can't know what goes, the details that go on in other people's relationships. But there's something about it from a fact that it is being mm-hmm. funded and facilitated by ABC that feels disturbing it to me. It doesn't sit right. Someone tweeted at me last night, like, because Nick was killing it with his commentary last night uh, on the show. He was great. Someone tweeted at me, like, Tell me again why Nick got the villain edit on Andy's season. And I sort of think it's because Josh won. And otherwise, Josh would have mm. been the villain. He yeah. really came off You're right. really poorly to me that season. But they had to edit him pretty well because he was the romantic hero in the end. Um, mm. So we'll see how that goes this season. That's a good point. Yeah. Jared arrives. Jubilee mm-hmm. has her sight set on him. And she gets the first Which date I don't card. See that. I don't I, I don't, don't know. See that. I mean, it's pretty clear from the promos that that's not happening. And we also hardly saw their date. Yeah. They had a cute exchange about Lord of the Rings. I was like, cast more nerds, Bachelor. I love this. Yeah. This is like yeah. that was like giving me me life. But they seem more of more of a friendship vibe. Yeah. Exactly, because that's the first time he ever really turned his cold face to her and even oriented his body toward her and was paying attention in a way that you would expect a man to pay attention when he's attracted to a woman. 
So I felt like they don't really have anything going on. There was a little bit of an emotional connection when they talked about the nerd stuff, but there's nothing happening there. Jared reminds me more of how I would be if I went on a show like this. Like he's like, I should stay open and meet people. But if he's confronted with being on a date with someone that he doesn't see it with. He is mm-hmm. incapable Can't of faking it. it. He just kind of mumbles yeah. a little. Yeah. But he's he's very he, sweet, and I'm yeah. sure that they'll— I don't think he dislikes Jubilee, no. so he's fine, like, chatting with her and, have and like, being there with her. But he's not able to be like, all right, let's go all in, and we're on a date, you know? He's Which like, I think so. Right, we are. Right, speaks well to Having his dinner. character instead of kind of, you know, faking it with her. And But I, that does make me worried because I want more Jubilee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think in a way, that's what happens when the woman asks the man out. You know, like there's a lot of studies. I'm sorry. We're, to we're getting the reasons why you're not married, Tracy McMillan, <laughs> now, aren't we? Yes. I mean, the thing is, is that, I mean, there's a lot of studies on human mating and men are very specific. And that's the nature of their attraction is very specific. So they're either they're more binary. They're either into it or not into it. Women, we can be attracted to a lot of different kinds of people. Anecdotally, I don't find that to be the case. (laughs) I'm very binary. Okay, so that's what I was just about to to say. (laughs) I was just about to say there's a continuum. There's a spectrum. It's like a bell curve. Some women are very specific. Some men are kind of open. But if you were to just take the species and you look at the male of the species and the female of the species... Men are very specific about what they're attracted to. Women are much more open about what co- what makes them attracted. And that's why women can be like, I always feel like that's the beauty and the beast story. It's like, if you are, if you are emotionally connected to me, you could be Quasimodo and I'm going to be into it. You that's know what I mean? That's just so if sad you- to me though. Like, I, like it, it creates this expectation to me that I think that we learn to accept to be open to men who aren't what we want because we know that that's our role. And also society, I think, validates men in a, a lot of ways beyond um, physical yeah. attractiveness. So I think— It's true. You know, men I are, are valued that- for so many different qualities. It makes it easier for women to be open to varying combinations of those qualities. I would say that is true, but I would actually say that's the result of the biology, not the cause. It's the result. If you look at the studies. I feel like that's that's pretty difficult to I read about this. We read about it. I, I feel like it's pretty difficult to nail down cause and effect here, but it's I mean I I'm, do think that's a pattern that yeah. you know, I, I would believe that's a pattern we see. Yeah. I uh I did try once to to be the pursuer. I was like, I'm not gonna settle because society says I have to wait for whatever man will pursue me. This is the guy I want, I'm going after him. And you know what? We dated for a long time, and he only dumped me like five times. <laughs> but he, uh, he, uh, but you know, we had that experience. So, we're taking a quick break, but we'll be back in a minute to talk about how quickly the Paradise premiere devolved into total chaos. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. 
I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or... Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back with Tracy McMillan. So let's get into (laughs) Chad, which unfortunately took up a bulk of this episode. Um, We've already sort of touched on his entrance, but I think let's talk about that dynamic with Lace and um, Sarah and Carly calling him out at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So he gets super, super drunk. So first of all, Chad 
targets Lace from the beginning. He says, Lace is someone who I think I'd like to get to know. She seems cool. Also, is pretty he says clearly... she's a crazy bitch, and I like that. Well, that was a little later. Mm-hmm. But, like, he seems clearly to be going after the one girl in the house that he knows from prior seasons. Has a history of being a little emotionally unstable. So he is definitely mm-hmm. targeting the girl who he perceives as vulnerable. And he's Gosh, not even hiding yeah. that. My take would be that he's he's going after the woman who seems the most like his match. You know what I'm saying? Like the one who's the most intense. And that's what his thing is. So he's like, I'm going to go for the intense one because that's, that's what I like. And that's who I am. You know, water seeks its own level in dating. A it worked. Lot. It it's worked like, for a right, solid was, ninety minutes. Yeah, they had like a the great beginning ride. was was some you know rapport that seemed friendly, some friendly banter, yeah. if you will. Which she walked up great. to him and said, or she swam up to him. She was like, "I want to get to know the soft side of Chad." And I was like, "Sweetie, this right. is the soft side of Chad." This He's is like, "You want to go cuddle? It's gonna get. You want to go cuddle? Yeah, <laughs> that was the most human I've seen. Chad is just those five minutes." Yeah, and then yeah. it all devolved very quickly between well, alcohol to see and. What it, yeah, I was gonna say what it would be like if they weren't drinking. You know, it, it, it would probably not get to that place that it got to. Like she was in her confessional was almost falling over. You know, he was. So was he? Yeah, yeah. The, the two of them were yeah. both. I mean, very intoxicated. It was so drunk. Yeah, not good. Not good. So let that be a lesson. Don't be in, have your intensity be at 11 and then yeah. start drinking and amp it that, up to a 17. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely going for, you know, she was like, I can only drink Blanco, first of all. Like, okay, yeah, that clearly worked out great. Um, so she's like, I can handle this. And also I'm going to draw Chad out a bit. I think a lot of them thought they were talking before Chad arrived and after he arrived. Oh, you know. He came off crazy on TV, but I'm sure he's like a good guy and we'll meet him and we'll actually really like him. He'll be fun. He'll be cool. Like, we'll be his best friend. And I think that Lace had a little bit of that. Like, I'm going to get to know Chad specifically. Him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to see that side of him. And so she kind of plays his game for a little bit. And then suddenly she's getting thrashed around in a pool while he yells, I've got mm-hmm. money. I've got muscles. I brought so much protein powder. He also Crazy. brought his meat scale, Claire. And meat. He brought yeah. meat to paradise. There's no meat in Mexico. <laughs> um, so we have a comment from Tammy from Illinois. She says, Chad is such a weirdo. Lace knows exactly how crazy he is and is truly attracted to him. I'm th- not sure she knew the extent yeah. of how aggressive he was going to be. But I do agree that she was attracted to him. I mean, there are yeah. definitely— I agree. Women who are attracted to Chad. Yeah. There are a lot of, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them thought it would be funny until they were personally confronted with him, you know, right. The out of control. Physically well, you, you sort of heard that. And, and I think it's um, something that you kind of hear in pop culture the narrative of, oh, this person is hard on the outside and they're just misunderstood. But then, like, I'll be the one to find their gooey center and, like, make them. Yeah a safe and loving partner. And I was like, yeah. it's just not going to happen with Chad. His, not right now. His yeah. center is like, I'm trying to tell you I like you. Okay, fine, bitch. Mm. I'll tie you to the railroad tracks. I'll push you in front of a speeding car. He's it's like, like, it's a joke. It's a uh, joke. That's his gooey center. It's not a pleasant place to be, to be liked by Chad. Also, PSA, 
like just saying it's a joke after you threatened uh-huh. to murder someone doesn't negate right. the fact that you just threatened to murder someone. Especially if you're doing it the oh first night. Like, yeah. where does it go from there? One of these nights, he's not going to say, I'm just joking after that. Mm. And so yeah. finally, Lace is like, okay, I've had enough. And, you know, this is a thing like anyone in a relationship can reach a point where they decide they've had enough and they're allowed to say, I've had enough and that should be respected. In this case, it took only two hours. Right. She said, I want you to go away. And instead, he does not, in fact, go away. And we cut to Daniel talking about how Chad is talking about murder and rape and killing and all the all things bad. And then Daniel starts talking about the moon and cheese. So I don't know. That goes off the rails a little bit. but As it often does with Daniel. <laughs> as it often does. Wow. But Even, ch- and it, and it yeah. all devolves from there. And Daniel is someone who's previously talked about rating women and how much he enjoys it, how mm-hmm. the women are bruised fruit and he deserves better. And he's saying, Chad, you You're can't make these offensive <laughs> comments about women. They don't want you here. You're you're frightening people. Please stop. But ultimately, Daniel just wants Chad to stay on the island. He's like, no one's going to give this guy a rose next week. And I was like, oh, that's what you're worried about. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, it's hard to say very much about it. It's just so extreme. It's so extreme. I mean, the real thing is just how shocking it was, I think, to us as watching and also to a lot of the Mm -hmm. cast members that ABC would put someone on the show. It was so clearly unstable and potentially violent. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them assumed in part just because ABC had sent him on the show that he would turn out to be fine. Like, oh, sure, he got the villain edit, but, like, we all hang out after the show, and even the villains are kind of okay. You know, like, we're all just kind of people who get crazy reality TV arcs, and then ABC sends us to paradise, and we all make out. And instead, ABC sent them to Mexico with a crazy person. Right, and after watching all this for hours, um, we got a nice shot of Amanda and the twins and Nick just, like, eating popcorn and chips and watching Mm -hmm. The Chad show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sarah has kind of had enough. And I mean, I loved this moment, even though it and it ended up being very upsetting. But she kind of says, like, the way you speak about women is incredibly offensive. Yeah. This is not okay. And it's not funny. And of course, instead of, you know, handling that criticism respectfully or taking any responsibility mm-hmm. for his actions, he goes after the fact that Sarah has a physical disability. Yeah. Mm. He's kind of Trumpian. He's very he is Trumpian. Very, a lot of Trump vibes. A lot. Mm-hmm. It's uncanny. I mean, that's what, that's narcissism. Uh, you know, it's like kind of textbook narcissistic wound is when somebody is like right underneath is this rage. So if there's any criticism, then they like, it's like that uh, destructive, um, you know, rage that happens is if there's even the thin skin, if there's even the slightest criticism and then they come after you in the most hardcore way. So it's, you know, what's interesting for me is that it's like a textbook to watch it. You're like, okay, that's what it looks like people. So if you're dating somebody who's behaving in this way, it's a thing. It's not like this person and this situation, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of like what you're saying about Lace thinking, oh, there's a real person under there. It's like, nope. When you see this, where there's smoke, there's fire. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a duck, (laughs) you know? And I think when we date, it's like oftentimes we want to say, gosh, you know what? It could be a kitten. You never know. (laughs) 
And it's not. It's not a kitten. And so what I love about these shows is that they really demonstrate the various things that go on out there in the dating world, you know, and as much as you can get the villain edit or there's a narrative being constructed by the producers, there's a lot of human behavior captured in these shows that is not anything you could fake or undo. And (laughs) that's the appeal, right? That's the appeal of reality television is those nuggets of truth. And that's why we like analyzing it so much. Comment from Kayla uh, from Facebook. Why do you think that these women and men even started off the night thinking that Chad was likable, redeemable or fixable? I mean, I think that that's a lot of it. And I mean, there's a certain element of, you know, we almost think these things only exist in textbooks. Like people don't want to admit that we could actually be looking at someone who's abusive or who's a sociopath Mm -hmm. or who's a narcissist. It almost seems like people think the simplest explanation is he's pretending and he's actually a really mm-hmm. great guy and it's just shielded in this, you know, thick exterior, which is right. actually the least likely explanation. I also think, you know, well, they're primed to give him the benefit of the doubt because, like you said, they've all been through this really weird experience that can sometimes bring out the worst in people. Yeah. And I also think that people can change, but they have to want to, and they have to acknowledge that there's something wrong. And what you're seeing with Chad thus far is that he's not ready to acknowledge, oh, there's a problem. Now, whatever you want to say about Lace, she came off of her experience saying, oh, I have a problem. I need to put some notes on my fridge. You know what I mean? I need to address <laughs> totally. this. Totally. Yeah, definitely. And even if she didn't do it well, she's acknowledging that's the beginning of having a new experience. I mean, the truth is people can work on things and change. We naturally give people the benefit of the doubt because we're social creatures that need each other to survive and we live in communities. So there is a part of us that's willing to do that, but it's just like you just can't give that benefit of the doubt to somebody who's not ready to acknowledge what's yeah. right. Sometimes and that's why I give, I give Lace a lot of credit. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. don't give Chad a lot of yeah. credit. I tend exactly. To, that's the difference. Yeah. I tend to like I mock pretty much everyone. But at the end of the day, I tend to give most of them the benefit of the yes. doubt that they are ultimately fine people who are doing their best and are in pr- works in progress like all of us. Exactly. And then you find someone like Chad who really takes advantage of the best instincts of, of all of them, and it's really hard to watch. I actually think Chad's not – I don't think he's uh, on purpose doing whatever. I think what happens is he drinks and he loses control. I don't think that he's, like, going – or, you know – trying to be a bad person just like anybody it's not i don't think he's trying to be oh, a bad i think person. he just is a really bad person <laughs> or yeah and I, I you know clearly there's things that he needs to work yeah. out not on a platform of reality television yeah. on a national stage I and i think you know even yeah. when he was eventually leaving jared kind of says like i think maybe he needs to seek help or see a therapist and like to me it was like yeah that seems like a really solid suggestion not in a mm-hmm. way of like you're crazy you need to like See a therapist, but I kind of, I mean, I kind of think everyone should probably be in some form of therapy. But I think if you have some, you cannot control yourself, you cannot control your language, Mm -hmm. your emotions, you know, if you pose a danger to people around you, yeah, seeking help is probably a good idea. And I think that what else, what also happens is that he's not like that all the time, you know? He's like that a lot of the time. (laughs) 
Well, I have friends who know him, and I think he's fine probably most of the time, but you get in that combustible situation. And my point is not to apologize for him. My point is to say he's human. He's not bad all the time. That's why you could say, okay, like, yeah, let's cast him on this show because he's not bad all the time. He's only bad when there's a camera rolling. He's been drinking for 10 hours. He's been, Mm -hmm. you know, he's in a Petri dish of like insanity. So, and it makes good television because look, here we are. I mean, mean, most people don't act like he would be in prison if he acted like this literally all the time. But Mm -hmm. I, I really don't believe that people who aren't deep down kind of deeply ill-intentioned people do things like that mm-hmm. under the influence and in front of cameras. He called Sarah a one-armed bitch. He mm-hmm. told her to keep, like, sucking the D of fame. He, he apparently told, told everyone, the entire hotel to yeah, suck a dick. Like, he, he yeah. tried to, like, physically attack Evan again. You know, these are not coincidental like and it's definitely not Agreed. someone that you could be in a like any sort of relationship with, with. It's, it's always a really bad thing in a partner and also um just generally in a person we see this a lot from chad especially on, on mental all and now he's sort of figured out that this is a line he can use um mm. i'm having a hard time because my mom mm. died and yeah. it's just it's it's like he's learned to he's learning. I, and I don't think that it maybe is like a grand, you know, master plan mm-hmm. to hurt everyone. But he has figured out these ways to to exploit people's sympathies to get away mm-hmm. with some really harmful stuff. And then, you know, he'll say, you know, I'm just joking. I'm just having fun. But if it's turned against him, be like, you, you're joking, man. This is my life. You're ruining my life. You know, there's no sense There's of not a lot empathy. of self-awareness. Self-awareness or empathy. Yeah. No. And I really There's wish no they hadn't there. cast him. It kind of cast a, a big cloud. And um, one of our commenters, Kayla, was asking, is ABC liable for any danger they put the other contestants mm-hmm. in? I kind of, I don't know what the legal question know. is. Morally, I find it very questionable that they did that. I mean, and we've been talking about that since... <sighs> Since he was well, on the like show, that's why they got rid of him. You know, what, yeah. yeah. Why, I, I why assume that they because they couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. They yeah. quickly realized like this is this is crossing a line even yeah. for us, even for yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, at the point we're that making, trying at the to make point good that TV, he shoved this Evan in dangerous. the throat on Bachelorette, I feel like they should not have been <laughs> casting him on another show. And to me, that's mm-hmm. that was a big mistake. But you know. Um, we're, it looks like we're going to see a little bit more of Chad next week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And we're also... As he yells at, at our fair bachelor Chris Harrison, Chris Harrison a little ba- bit bachelor more. Paradise Chris Harrison. And, um, Amazing. But then hopefully we can move on because we've, you know, yeah. we're seeing a few other little miscellaneous couples yeah. potentially pop up. Izzy and Vinny. Izzy and Vinny. Maybe, like you said, Lace and Grant. That's a good match. Yeah, yeah. And, and apparently we'll see a little bit of Amanda and Nick and then Amanda and Josh. So yeah. I'm excited to put chat away yeah and move on to other people well i guess i would start with amanda and nick i don't see it because i think in the end if i'm dating nick and i'm amanda and i have two little kids and i live in encinitas or whatever san diego nick might do that for a while but i don't think that's his his life plan at all so and if i have two little kids i'm not going to bring a guy into their life who's just going to be there for a year or two that is a mistake 
you know. Yeah, I'm Especially almost wondering who you're going to meet on Paradise who doesn't have another plan. Like these... I think Evan could do it. Maybe I think Evan, Evan yeah. could do it. That's, Evan's kind that's of the real only match. one. Yeah. I know. He is the only one. I mean, maybe He's a guy a like Vinny could do it. Vin, a guy like Vinny could maybe do it. Like, there's a certain kind of guy out there who can be like, okay, sure, yeah, I want to yeah. be in a family and yeah. be uh, regular and do yeah. picnics and barbecues and hang out. But a Luke. lot of these guys who want to be stars, the stars, they're not going to be interested in it, you know? Yeah. They're not going to be interested. And not in the long run. They might think like, oh, how does the other half live? Oh, what's <laughs> it like to date a nice nurturing girl? You know, because that's there's. When you're a single mom and you're out there dating, there is something extremely attractive about the way a mom relates. You can take care of someone emotionally. Like there's a lack of self-centeredness that naturally happens when you become a mother that is really attractive. Men get their emotional needs met on a whole nother level from women who are mothers. More so than just normal women who are trying to take care of men's emotional needs. That must be really I don't think normal women. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's very, I know when I became a mother and I'm out there dating as a single mother, men are saying to me, wow, this is a whole other level of, and I don't think most women who are single, certainly not in New York and LA are trained to take care of men's needs. I think maybe women in Dallas might be trained to take care of men's needs. But when you come to LA or New York, or you're living in the world of like career gal, you're doing what you want. You know what I mean? You're thinking, Hey, I want to like go out with my friends and go to brunch and live my life. And I, mean, I, I hope think that's so. dating- certainly true. Yeah. I, I don't want to take care of men's emotional needs, <laughs> not man babies. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But if you want to have a healthy relationship, each partner is going to have to take care of the other person's emotional needs to some degree. That's a healthy relationship. I mean, you look at these you men want it who to are be reciprocal. At a woman. Right. I of think course. I think the reciprocal part is what, you know, yeah. ends up I think becoming a, lot of, a challenge. A lot of often. women in my experience end up in relationships where it's pretty one sided because men expect them to get their girlfriends to get their emotional needs met elsewhere and that they will turn to their girlfriend for their own emotional support. Yeah, because men have much smaller emotional support systems than women do. We have like all of our friends, we talk about emotional things. By and large, you're not going to find men at the water cooler talking about, you know, the date they went on last night um, not in an emotional way. Well, I think they need to work on that. I think so. Step but... it up, guys. That's all I'm saying. Make more friends, dudes. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. We have a big assortment today. So first, uh, Daniel comments that the women who arrived, I guess, before the twins, so the quote unquote older women of 25 and older, are washed up dogs on the beach and fruit that's been bruised in transit charming i guess we have this as a 4.5 yeah we were trying not to give everything a five that's the challenge i think that's a 
nine. Yeah, that that feels <laughs> like a really high. Off the charts. That was yeah, pro- it's bad. That's so bad. It was I mean, so no. offensive. The problem is, I, I'm, yeah. I have a I have trouble with all of these that we have written down because they're honestly they're all fives. They're all so offensive. Um, Daniel talks about how he loves rating women on numeric scale, and now we are going to rate that. I guess a four is what we have. Yeah. Chad calls Lace an effing bitch and a cunt. Oh. I'm going to give that one a five. Yeah. yeah. That's really gross. J- don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And then we already talked about Chad calling Sarah a one-armed bitch, which, like, I feel bad. It's offensive on every level. That's another five. Um mm. Chad Um, tells Sarah to suck a dick of fame for standing up to him. Chad tells everyone to suck a dick. Fives. Fives. And then Chad yells at everyone else for getting offended um, at all of these things because they just can't take a joke. And to me, this felt right out of, like, the men's rights activist playbook. This is like advanced Mm -hmm. sexism. It's, like, Mm. a little more subtle. Well, there is that misogyny in there in the whole yeah. I, franchise that there's always <laughs> one or two guys that are going to be those guys who are sitting around talking about women like they're like parts cars, you know? Yeah. So it's there and it's that's the disturbing part. And it's almost like I have to overlook that part in order to watch all the shows, you know? Ugh, it makes um, me and, feel and better to document it. it. <laughs> Well, no, and I I know what you're saying, because it's mostly like saying, look, it's out there. It's out there. These are attitudes that are out there. And you just have to decide what you're going to, you know, who you're going to be with. Are you going to be with somebody who has those attitudes? Yeah. And what I found heartening this episode was, um, you know, Sarah calling them out. um, Carly Carly calling them out. Yeah, that was amazing. Evan even, Evan and Nick and both Nick, and, yeah. and Vinny actually the next morning yeah. also was like that's not a joke you're offending the you know you're yeah. threatening you the women who live about here the fact that like Amanda's not calling them out like isn't it interesting that the women who are you know like why is why is Amanda not calling them out why is Jubilee not calling them out I'm just Jubilee curious. wasn't yeah. there Jubilee and Jared weren't there. So yeah. we didn't see them. Um, I believe they were on the date basically while this whole thing was I would happening. Be oh, I right. mean, the thing about Jubilee to me, though, is that she her whole intro package was about how she's going to be like really sweet and sunny now because she was yeah. too perceived sm- as she didn't smile enough, which dro- drives yeah. me crazy. Like Jubilee, you're perfect. Don't change. So I feel like she's going to be hesitant to be uh, tough. really vocal on these yeah. things. And Amanda never mm. is. It's also hard to know what we didn't see because they did, you know, they yeah. filmed that for so many hours and they showed just a few little snippets. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. The the um, sort of sunny side of me wants to believe that some of, you know, the rest of them maybe chimed in yeah. to support. We'll I hope. Know. We'll well, see. I love that they. I love that Sarah said what she said. I thought she I was, was like a feminist hero. I loved she, her. She was. Yeah. All right. And finally, our tweet of the week is from Bachelorette alum JJ Lane at JJH Lane. Somehow at file Nicholas28, that's Nick, will find a way to get second place on Bachelor in Paradise. Hashtag we believe in you. (laughs) So Uh, true. Poor Nick, but I I unfortunately think JJ might be right. 
We're pulling for wow. you, Nick. Well, Emma and I are. We, we're not speaking for you, Tracy. No, I, I'm pulling for Nick. I mean, Good. I don't know what Nick's ultimate life path is, where he goes from here, but I'm I'm interested to see it. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe you'll run into him in, no. in your neighborhood. Yeah. I know. Ask him Maybe what he's up I to. Will. <laughs> Maybe I will. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We had a great time. We did. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Tracy McMillan. And as always, thanks to our producer, Nick Offenberg. If you haven't yet, find Here to Make Friends on iTunes to subscribe and give us a rating. We're also on Facebook, so go ahead and like us. You'll find a live stream of today's podcast shared on our page. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email, here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday for another week in paradise. And apparently another week of Chad. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I'm not a charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.